Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast, everybody. We're going to get back to regular schedule, been a little busy, we're going to be on the court, a lot of energy here today. We're going to talk about today, Santi, what to practice, what, what to, to practice, practice when you're out there. Okay. Um, so, when you start practicing this game of tennis, and you look at the analytics of the whole thing, what do you think, Santi, would be the most important things to practice in, in tennis? In terms of tennis, um, just being very consistent, spacing is really important, and moving your feet a lot to get to the ball. Cause I want you to get more analytical, my more friend, analytical. so I will lead you into the direction of this conversation. What are the most common, three most common shots in the game? Uh, forehand, backhand, volleys besides serves. Something you got to get with this, my friend. I'm so stuck. the three most common shots are serve, yeah, return, all return, forehand, forehand. So basically the next ball. So the average oh. rally, if you look on tour, it's probably four and a half strokes. That was a nice scream by Glenn. Or four and a half, maybe three strokes. So that would you lend you to believe that the most common strokes. Serve, return, next ball. So if I was starting oh, to play tennis again, okay, okay. I would spend 80 to 90% of my time on the serve, the return, and the next shot. Yeah. Because if you, if you can dominate yeah. those three shots, you're going to probably win a super high percentage of the point. Like, I, I would just be guessing. You'll probably win 70% of the point. If you own those first three shots, yeah. you are going to be in a situation where you're probably in a winning position. That makes sense. So if I were a kid or if I, even on the pro level, if I was just starting, I would say, hey, I'm going to work on my serve. If I had an hour, yeah, I'd hit about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes of forehands work on the technique, I would then work on my serve for 20 minutes and then work on my return for 10. What is that? Is that, is that 60? I don't know. But yeah. that would be it in the beginning. People say, oh, you have no back. It, doesn't, it does matter, but it doesn't really matter, right? Your backhand, except if you're on the pro tour and you're Djokovic and these guys that have incredible backhands, your backhand is there to neutralize the shot that you get to set up your forehand. So if you can have a good forehand, a very good serve and a good return, on the high school and even on the college level, you're going to beat 80% of the people. 80% is an incredible aptitude. If you want to get to a 99 percentile at anything, it takes an unbelievable amount of practice in all facets of the game. And that's we're talking pro level. But if you want to be have eight, when you want to have 80% aptitude in anything, I'd be I'd love to be at 80 percentile. That's great. Even 85. That means you're beating. That means you're winning eight out of the 10 matches. That's a pretty good that's record. Pretty good, yeah. So that's what you have to do. You have to find the most common strokes out there. Serve, return, next ball. So what I would do if I was a – this is two different strategies. So if I was a female player, I would – and we can even weight these. I would work more on my return mm -hmm. than my first serve. Now, why do you think that is? 
because uh, most people, most ladies that play, they can get the ball in, at least on their second serve. Whoa, that, thank you, Glenn. And that ball comes flying in. At least on their second that better serve. been a good return. This is going to so, be a live-action show, everybody. Yeah, so I think most ladies can get their serves in. At least their first serve may not be amazing, but their second serve generally will go back or go in. And then in order to get the point started, you want to be confident enough to get that ball back. And then after that, you know, hell breaks loose or whatever. But generally when women play, if they play doubles, they don't, I wouldn't say they're as aggressive as men, you know, when they're playing doubles or playing singles. Um, so they stay back a little bit more. They might move in a little bit, but as well, they may not run as quickly or they're not as eager to get to the ball that drops right over the net. Um Generally, you're saying a lot of things that are are, are important okay. that are pertain to it. Yeah, yeah. But generally, in the women's game, there's not many aces hit, right? I mean, yeah. On average, how many aces are hit in the women's game, right? Yeah, that's true. Really, the men dominate the game with their serve. Right. Okay. But the women dominate the game with their return. Oh. Okay. I guarantee yeah, yeah, yeah. you, even Serena's like got Serena. more second serve return winners than aces. Yeah. Maybe she's a little bit of an outlier, but what you need to do on the, if you're a girl and you're learning how to play everybody and you're trying to figure this out, you want to own the second serve battle. So in other words, I want to crush the second serve. I want to attack it because most people yeah. at that level between even high school and college don't have a great second serve. And you have to realize that's the shortest ball you're ever going to get. It's the shortest one. So you have to attack that right away. A lot of girls start the point on the second serve when they're returning it, and they let that server reset and start the point. But most of the time, you should right. be attacking that second serve. Attack the second serve, yeah. So if I was a young girl's player, I'd work on my footwork for the return, my quick unit turn, my structure, me attacking the ball as high as I can and farther inside the court. Yeah. And then that would be number one. I would work for hours on both sides of the return. Okay. And most of the second serves, I can run around and hit my forehand. Right. So I would own that. So if I can own that second serve battle, so number one, say I can win 60 to 70% of the points on their second serve. Right. Huge. Right. But conversely, if I have a decent second serve, I tell girls don't even work on a first serve. Oh. Work on a hard-biting second serve because it, you're not going to hit an ace but you want to neutralize the person on the second serve. You want to just be able to start the point. Right. So if I can hit a good enough second serve with depth, with height, with spin, mm -hmm. to make sure that person can't step in and the point is neutral, that means if I take 10 neutral points, mm -hmm. I could probably win five or six of them. Yeah. But if I have 10 out of the 10 points, five of them I'm on the defensive already, I've got to win the other five. I'll probably lose 80% of those points. Yeah. So it's the second serve battle in women's tennis. You have to defend your second serve, and you've got to attack theirs. So if I was a girl, I'd work an hour on my second serve. I mean, an hour on my return to serve, mm -hmm. and another 45 minutes on my serve. And in that, you'll work on footwork with the return. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to hone in on. Okay. Of course, everybody's going to... The comments, they'll be like, oh, this is crazy. You have to work on other stuff. This is the majority of what you would be working on. Of course, you're going to hit a backhand. You're going to do some volleys. But that is the majority of what you're going to work on. Because that's the majority of what tennis is. Tennis is not 35-ball rallies. Yeah. 
So think of the structure of what you need. Service return. So think we'll go into the service return now. The service return needs to be a short backswing, open stance, don't cross your feet, hit the ball high and early. So hit the ball high and early because the reason why you want to hit it high and early is you want to take away time from the opponent. Mm -hmm. They give you something short, you step in, you take it early, they have less time to recover. Mm -hmm. So open stance, quarter turn, get your racket up high, take a short backswing. If everybody can see, take a short backswing, take it early, take it high, right? And learn to realize that if you miss a couple of those, that's okay. Because you want to attack the person. Understand the psychology of this. If the person knows you're going to attack their second serve, what do you think is going to happen? Something. Well, they get really nervous. They're going to get nervous. And their second serve is going to get messed up. They might try Worse, to hit so a they're going to make harder, more double faults. And then they'll double fault. And you'll be yeah. able to extrapolate yeah. more points just out of that. Yeah, so yeah. some people try to attack it. They go, we discuss this, and they go, oh, I'm missing a couple. Doesn't matter. Think about the sample size of the match. Don't miss a couple and stop doing it because then it makes them confident. Oh, right. they can't hit my second serve. So hone in on the second serve percentage battle. Very important. So on the, on the second serve, many girls toss it way too far behind them or too far in front of them. If I'm a righty, I want to toss it more at 1 o'clock, mm -hmm. right to the right of my hand. I'm tossing up, but I want that ball to be... Under, I want to be under the ball so I can lift. So I'm hitting the ball. If I, I, I'm going to grab a tennis ball. Hold on. I'm coming. So you're going to hit this ball. If the ball were a clock and I was righty, can they see the ball? I'm going to hit the ball at four o'clock and shape around to one. So I'm going to be under the ball and shape around it. And that's the big key. That creates spin and height under and around. A lot of times we toss it too far out, so we get on top of it. It goes into that, or we toss it too far back, and it gets too hot, and it's too weak. So you want that serve right at 1 o'clock, right over your tossing hand. Right at 11 o'clock, right over your tossing hand if you're lefty. Think 4 to 1 on the ball. 4 to 1, it's a big key. I would do that, and I would make sure that I have to sit when after I toss. So when I toss the ball, I've got to bend under the, bend under the ball. I've got to use my legs. A lot of times, players don't use their legs. So what I would do is... I would simply put the ball by, so if I'm in standing in a tennis stance position, I'd put the ball by my right foot on the ground. I would bend down, pick it up, and just throw it for a while. So it's on my back foot. I bend down, I pick it up, and I throw it. It helps me bend down and load. You have to get used to loading. A lot of players just don't bend, especially at the high school, even sometimes the college level. You've got to load down. Sometimes the pro tour, Andrea Seppi, who was an Italian player, who was top 20, didn't bend at all. He would have had a bigger serve. So you need to load down, work on that. I would work on that a ton. So that is the two big keys, your return and your serve for, for the ladies. The third, the third shot is, again, just trying to maximize hitting a forehand. So on the guy's side, they dominate the game with their first serve, right? So yep. what I would be doing is working on my first serve a ton to get free points, to get in a winning position. You want to be able to get a short ball right off the top, right? So that's what you're going to do. I'm going to work on serves all day. I'm going to work on loading. The same thing. All the same things apply, except I'm going to hit a little bit more flatter. So that means when I hit it flat, when I come up and prone it, I'm going to stay behind the ball, right, and push over it. I'm still going to lift. There's still going to be a lift to the serve, but I'm going to be behind the ball much more because I want much more power. I'm going to work on that for every day and again you got to be careful with your shoulder you just want to work on the form you don't want to hit it you don't want to hit balls at 900 miles an hour 
for an hour a day. You're not going to do that. Yeah, You're going to yeah. take your time, right? So the big key then is that return for you. And on the guy's side, it's being able to defend the first serve, right? So it's a little different. Right. It's not attacking. Some of the, They're attacking the second serve, but it's really defending the first serve. Right. So shorter backswing, really redirecting the ball, blocking it, just steering it. Like Djokovic is incredible. Steering it, wide stance, staying behind the ball just to get it deep enough to start the point. So I would work on my first serve. I would work on people. I would just. I used to just stand on, uh, on the baseline. People would throw balls right at my feet, and I'd have to catch them, work on my hands to play defense. If somebody is standing, the cameras, if somebody's standing on the service line and throwing the ball to me at the baseline right at short court on my feet, it will really, really make me work on my hands. So just get a, a, your coach to wing balls right at the bot, right at your feet, and you got to hit them on the short hop, catch them on the short hop, just like baseball. Yeah. That will help your hands. Okay. So first serve, return a serve, and then the forehand for the men. You want to run around as many forehands as you can. You see Nadal, you see Del Potro, you see Federer. They all hit forehands. Yeah. The third thing I would do is work on an inside-out drill. Federer used to do it a ton of times. You get a forehand. That's on the backhand side, run around it, and then run to the forehand. Run around it, and then run to the forehand. Run around it, and then run to the forehand. So you're going to do inside-outs or inside-ins. Inside-out means you're taking the ball, hitting it from the backhand side, and hitting it to the far side or the outside on the other court. If you do an inside-in, you're hitting it down the line on the forehand side of your righty, right? So you're hitting it inside-out. What? Inside-out is my In favorite shot. Yeah, it's a good shot. It's fun. Well, that's why, you know, Djokovic was great, is do, great at it doing against Nadal because Nadal's a lefty. You would actually attack the forehand. When you attack the forehand, you open up the backhand because Nadal's heavy on the backhand side. He's running around balls. So he's leaving the forehand side open. You go after it, and then you go to the backhand. That's why Djokovic was great and has been great for a while against Nadal because of that. So hone in on the first serve. Hone in on that return. Hone in on running around as many balls as you can. Remember, the average rally is three or four. Work on the first three shots. Too many people do all these drills, do all these drills, and they're not working on the things that are specific to winning matches. Okay. Anything else? Anything you got? Any comments? Any questions about my little tutorial? No, that's very interesting because it is very true. Because, like, even in high school when we played, you know, they would serve it in, you would, you would get it back, and then the ball would go over, like, two or three times, and yeah. then it's over. So it's usually a kid messing up because mentally they're trying to keep it in yeah. the lines or, you know, they didn't run up for the second serve or the first serve or whatever. Um, and sometimes, like, you know, as you play as a high school kid, you kind of get bored if you're playing someone that you know you might win. So then you try to do a first serve on a, on a second serve just to mess with them, you know. But, yeah, it's very important. Your, your return is super important. You want to be able sure. to place it, but as well as not just, like, plop it back. Yeah. You plop it back, they're going to come and attack it, yeah. and then you're done. You know? So, I tell these kids all the time, we're talking about the 10 rule. I talk about the 10 rule. So many kids try to hit the ball too hard on the, on the serve side, even the girls. And I always tell them, get 10 serves in, don't make four double faults and get six serves in, because then you got to win the six points. Mm -hmm. It's not the winners you hit, it's the mistakes you don't make. Yeah. Start 10 points. Yeah. And that's the big case, why I tell girls all the time, hit all second serves. For the whole match. And you'll end up winning more of the points. Cause you, yeah. it's, like, it's like going to Vegas and blowing all your money in one, one shot bet. instead yeah. of just keep placing bets. you got to stay in the game. You yeah, can't yeah. blow yourself out of it in one bet. 
And when you keep hitting the ball too hard on the serve, you're not giving yourself a chance to play. Yeah, makes sense. So that is a big key, especially on the girl's side, to start the point. Start the point. And again, you can start the point with a nice serve, but it's got a lot of margin because you're under the ball at four, you're shaping around a one, you're creating spin on the right-hander side, you're creating lift and height. But you can still accelerate that because it's the angle. Remember, when you hit a serve, it's not the acceleration. You don't decelerate. You change the racket angle. So if I hit a serve, a second serve, I don't... So many people slow down the racket and they push it. That's why it's called pushing. When you hit a first serve, you flatten it. You're behind the ball more. When you hit a second serve, you're around the edge, but you still accelerate. Yeah. You're just hitting less of the ball. And that's all it is. People decelerate too much time. When you start decelerating the racket, it's, it's... curtains you're screwed you're going to be pushing the ball all over the place don't decelerate i'll say one thing that i've noticed teaching like middle school aged kids is that they just try to hit harder and harder trying to like see if they can do it i'm like okay so what i remember was um when i had my first couple rackets i had a head prestige from like 10 years ago and it was a flex point prestige and in on the little you know paint and stuff it says it would say uh power and control it had like the little words that they had and I would always remember that. Like, you want to have control first of your balls and your points, and then you can gain power as you play. So a lot of kids want to come out, and they want to just destroy the ball and hit really Correct. hard and hit at their, you know, whoever they're playing against. But you have to be able to control it first and get it in. If you hit that shot ten times, okay, maybe try to add a little bit more juice to it and then get it in, you know, yeah. a little harder. Uh, power just, comes with practice, you know. Yeah. There's a simple way to do that, and what we do with mini tennis, and you can just simply not do it with the racket. Remember, really, no matter how hard a player's hitting it, they're still catching onto the ball and carrying it through the zone. Yeah. People that try to hit it too hard are slapping through the zone. Right. So you can just simply catch the ball and toss the ball back to each other. Catch, carry, and that's what tennis is. And you can put it even on your strings and mm-hmm. toss it to the other person from your strings. You've got to get used to keeping the strings on the ball. Remember, the path of the swing is not one ball. It's four. I'm staying through the ball through four, and that will keep my strings on the ball. That creates power and control when you do that, and that's a big key to understand. Um, But look, all of these things take diligence, time, and understanding that all of these things aren't easy. You know, you need to simplify your practice like this, but that practice is still going to be hard. You're still going to have problems. You're still going to have adversity. You're still going to be like... I'm not getting this. And that's the way life is. And again, this is where the business part comes in. Sometimes you feel like you're just lost some days. But that's part of the process is to be lost and then find it back and be lost again and find it back and think you figured it out and then you didn't. And that's all part of it. And people don't like that. People don't like adversity. People don't like struggle. But again, we're back to that. And we, you need to have some struggle. I mean, did you see the chef's table? What do we got? A couple minutes. Do you see chef's, chef's table? table? No. On Netflix? All of these guys, the one, the pizza one, that's great. Chef's Table. I was watching the two pizza. You love it because it's oh, all about pizza. the best pizza oh, makers okay. in the world. Yeah. Netflix, you got to watch. Okay. All these guys work like slaves. Yeah. They're so passionate. They're working like, you know, to one in the morning, they get up at four. Yeah. But that's what it takes, right? And then they finally are successful, right? So they're working their ass off. Yeah. yeah. Then they go, oh, my God, I'm burning myself out. I need to. But the amount of effort and work, they're they're. They're so creative. They're great ideas. They have all these great thoughts. But there's plenty of people who have great thoughts, but they don't want to work the amount of hours. Yeah. I know plenty of people that had a great stroke, but they don't want to work at it. Right. So they're just going to be average. All of these people that are successful on this show 
Yeah. They just work like slaves. There's yeah. just no mystery to it. Like it's I feel just, even like uh, like bi- like in terms of business, a lot of businessmen, you know, they wake up. Or, I wouldn't say they all wake up early, but they wake up early. They they work really hard. They work really late, you know. And then maybe later on, they like ease off a little bit, but they're still in it. They're still making sure everything's yep, running. They're still everything. Still. You know what I mean? Like you, like you. Yeah, so example, Steve, Steve uh, you know, but other people as well. Like the other people I worked for, yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. always in it. They're always awake and yeah, doing yeah. stuff, answering and you have, emails. And you have to like it because yeah. I like coming here and I you like have to I like, like being with the guys too. I like being with you. I I, yeah. I enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of it. Again, we've already talked about. It. You enjoy something, you're going to work harder yeah, at yeah. it too. I mean, these guys were passionate. Yeah, about I came it. back early. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just come back early. Look at you, something. Yeah. I, I like, love you, and I miss time. you, buddy. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. do the cast. Hey, CJ. So, somebody needs some help. What is that from? Je- is that Linda? Yeah, it's not done yet. He didn't. He didn't pick it up yet. Yeah, he's coming to. Yeah, he happened to pick up the rack. We're doing this during the podcast. He happened I'll to pick up the up. rackets just before she got here. Yeah, yeah. this is too funny. Anyways, this is what yeah. goes in the podcast, it's, baby. Uh, We're doing how service. It goes. Yeah, customer service. But yeah. remember, the overall theme of this: the average rally is only three. Work on the three most common strokes: serve, return, next ball. Serve, return, next ball. That's the biggest thing to work on. Don't work on weaknesses for too long because they're never going to be as good as your strengths. So make those your strengths, and you'll be pretty successful at this game. I think you'll have 80% aptitude, and that's huge. Thank you, man. Thank you for being here, buddy. See you, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.